2: I'm fabulous. How are you, John? and all of you all over the world listening once again to our reading room of the Cash Machine? We are so excited. This thing is so on fire. People are, I mean, our phones are lit up, people talking about the reading room, all of our community. um, Just actually had a big table with one of our groups, and they're like, oh, I've been missing it. Some people are like, I can't believe it. The forum, if you want to talk and network with folks that are on this call, you have got to get to that link and go to the forum, talk about the reading room, get links to other resources. That's what this is about, is being part of the community that really is going to help you generate a cash machine. There are all sorts of you that I know could become each other's customers out there, but if you don't get to the forum board, you don't start resourcing, you don't start networking, it will not happen. And like Don said, in September in Washington, D.C., we're going to have an extraordinary, over 300 people. In fact, our goal is four. But marketing together, selling together, we create a marketplace on day three. There's an expo room of people who have come before you through the big table who um, you can look at franchise opportunities, licensing opportunities, uh, because, again, the whole model is to buy, build, or partner. So in the last two weeks, we are in week three. Although we are on Chapter 4, we are on week three of the reading room. So we have five more weeks to go. Very exciting because... By the time you head into September, our goal is that you will have made cash. You have made some money by building a cash machine, getting it done. Over the last two weeks, we talked about your skills. We talked about the ideas to generate um, cash machine ideas. I mean, what is it that you can do with your skill set to create? The one thing that we need to kind to bring back into the last couple weeks of calls is this build, buy, and partner idea is you do need to decide, are you going to build it, buy it, or partner? So as you think about your skill sets, many of you have skill sets that immediately, a fast build, quick cash is what's in front of you. Some of you that are more managerial types that really want to maintain a sustainable system, um, I'm going to be bringing on um, in, uh, I've got to confirm with them, but hopefully next week, if not for sure the week after, But I'll bring on um, some franchise guys who can kind of give you some sense about how you look at a franchise and what to go out and look for. Um, I'll make my little note about that because that would be a build. And then we'll talk about licensing opportunities. So (laughs) some of you might want to pick up something that's already been uh, started. Now, you say uh, partner. Partner would be, you know, get out on that forum board. If you have an idea, you're more... Uh, the operator-maintainer. You may want to partner with somebody that's a big marketing and salesperson. You may want to just partner together as an idea because it's just not kind of your thing to get out again and build. So you have to make a decision in this idea. And ideally, like this was, for all of you on the call, the moment that I said you have to decide what are you going to do. So as we now move forward, we're going to be under the assumption, like you have made a decision about what it is you're going to do for your cash machine If nothing else, do it for the exercise of the program because we're moving on to the model company today, which means if you haven't really figured out what you're doing and made a decision around something, then as we move ahead, you really won't be able to build the plan because we're going to have you go out and find your model company today or your model person. Somebody's already done exactly what it is you want to do. So reinventing the wheel is going to create weeks, if not months, and months months of months of time to what you don't need. I mean, you don't need to waste all that time. Now, some of you say, well, I can't afford to hire those resources. we're, We're going to show you how. It's the point of today's call. Before we jump into the Chapter 4 modeling and finding that form to follow, though, Don, on the second slide here, we have some homework review, Chapter 3 questions. So let's get everyone current with some questions first before we head into Chapter 4 is learning for the day. So what questions are out there from the last two weeks of Reading Room?
1: Uh, Fantastic. Uh, Laurel, I'm going to put two questions together because they deal with the same topic. Uh, One person here is asking, um, can we have more information about creating a business from no money, i.e. bootstrapping? And I think that ties in with another question from Sean regarding financing a startup. Uh, Should I get a home equity loan or a small business loan such as the SBA to finance?
2: Well, first of all, when you have an idea that's like more of a service-based idea, um, you can sell a product, I think you can bootstrap it. So what I mean by that is there are places in your current spending, you know, hundreds of uh, not upward of $1,000. I know there's hundreds of dollars every month that you spend on other things. So there is money in the households. I know that because I can find it and extract it. So you've got to look at what you're currently doing and what are you willing to do to take some of that money, reroute it so you have some money for copy, um, even if it's a simple what I call web squeeze page, which is like just a one or two page, um, you know, only a couple hundred dollars, so we have a place to direct traffic. It doesn't have to be a full-blown website in the beginning. Um, but there are ways to just bootstrap, which is just get customers. See, there are other startup costs. I am completely aware of that. But I'm saying go. you don't need to do all those startup costs Right away, out of the gates, you just need to go get customers and service them. So for example, if you're going to do a household cleaning company, all you need is some supplies, maybe $50 worth of supplies, and go clean a house, make some money, use that money then to create some more marketing, create some more website, create more uh, right within the company, get your bookkeeping. So bootstrapping is get it, making the money using the money to build. Use the money to build, make more money, and you're constantly in a cycle. The goal is to get out of that as fast as you can so you actually get a little more liquidity and have some cash flow going on. So that's the bootstrapping. As far as getting financing, absolutely. I'd go down to your local bank. You can get some lines of credit. Before I go home equity line, I'd probably get a line of credit. You don't need a lot lot of money depending on what you're doing. Now, for some ventures, you may need a lot of money. But I'm, as we talked today, going to say find that model company. You also might want to look at OPM. But OPM without any experience is going to be hard to raise. So, can you go to SBA? SBA is great. They love to give loans, especially if it's attached to real estate. So, if you can buy a building where you put the your business in the building, you're going to have a a far greater and faster chance of getting the loan because they have the business loan is backed by actually the real estate. So that's a lot easier. Home equity, I think, is a big chunk. I don't know, depending on the business that you need, you can do that if you're looking at, you know. product or inventory, look at drop shipping as a way to get started first before so you don't have to purchase all as much inventory. You can do a drop ship process instead of purchasing inventory and trying to think of other businesses. And some of them, I'm going to say, I mean, you might have jumped too far too fast needing a lot of startup costs. Again, cash machines are fast path to cash. There's something secondarily that you could do to immediately make the money to then self-fund it. So I'm always one to look at self-funding, keeping the equity home, if you can do it that way. So great questions. Next
1: question, Don. Yes, next question from Ann. I can buy a cash machine for $40,000 that generates 40000 gross and twenty-two net income per year. Is that a good idea?
2: Well, it's a good business from the standpoint that you can – pay you know the original acquisition cost back in less than two years um and i would challenge that that's the scope of the business i would look where i would want you to look is what's the upside of that so that's maybe what it's been doing but what's possible what could you do to accelerate marketing what could you do to accelerate sales what could you do and we're going to talk about this today too what could you do to to put additive revenue around something that's already there there are some things that in its core operation will only make X dollars, you know, let's just say 40000 But what is it that that customer base is doing for 40000 that if you put four or five additive things, things that make sense to that same list that actually would be enhancements to what they're doing, could actually make that $150,000, $200,000, 400000 $500,000 company. Um, I'm a master at additives. I have a core company with lots and lots of additives that provide a customer experience that's very different. So additives are always the place to look before you go create another thing. So I would push on that that top number and wonder why it is only top 40. Um, and that actually those numbers are very odd because usually purchasing a business based on a multiple of cash flow, not on what the gross numbers are. So they, that may be coincidental, but those are kind of odd numbers uh, for a purchase of a business. So I would have a business broker look at it. Um, and a lot of you out there might say, Uh, well, man, business brokers might take 15, 20, 19, whatever the numbers are going to take a percent of the company. Uh, If you're on the sales side, like I have a a client who thought, well, I'm going to sell my company for $175,000. I'll never forget. I'm going to sell for $175,000. I said, how'd you come up with that number? She always made it up. I said, you need to work with a broker. Oh, he's going to take 19%. Well, all said and done, he helped her revaluate the company, restructure the company. She did spend more money getting the sale ready, but then she actually netted $375,000. So... They actually know what they're doing. They're going to posture you in a different way. On the buy side, they're probably going to help you around very costly mistakes you could, you could use. So I, uh, I'm a big pro proponent of either a business attorney, a business lawyer, a business CPA, somebody helping you with the purchase and or sale of a company. So I, if you're going to buy, head down, get some expertise. Let's do one more question, done before we get cool. into Chapter 4.
1: All right. Uh, Steven asks, if, sa- if sales is one of your skills, is it appropriate to sell more than one product? For example, partner with different businesses selling their products.
2: You know, if you set yourself up as a sales kind of brokerage company, absolutely. If you're going to get deeply involved in the sale, then you're going to get of each thing. Then you're going to be spread too thin. But you could set yourself up as a sales brokerage. I mean, that's really what you do is, you know, you could sell. You have a, you have a sales machine sales floor, have a boiler room, like lots of folks, and then sell different items, um, sort of like telemarketing companies do, absolutely. Um, In fact, the more the better because, um, you know, the diversity of that customer base is going to be very critical for you. So absolutely, and make sure that the business model works, which is something that we're going to talk to. So that's actually a good segue, Don. Before I head there, though, um, I do want to remind you, all of you on the call all over the world, that in week 5, 6 and 7 we're going to be doing makeovers. And we are going to be picking people from this call. The only way you get to, you know, apply is you have to, you know, get to the link, fill out the form and talk to a strategist. Now, many times in the last two weeks I've said, you know, talk to your strategist, talk to your strategist. A strategist is not a coach. So I do have to qualify that. A strategist is not a coach. Our coaches are millionaires. They've been through the big table mentoring program. They've been highly trained They actually are trained to help you with your plan. A strategist's job is to help you decide on the strategy through Live Out Loud. So they know the programs that we offer. They are not going to be consultative to you. Their job is to help you decide, should I head to cash machine? How do I get the makeover figured out? I mean, they can help you with a few beginning steps just to get moving, but they are not going to be your coach. So don't misinterpret the word. Strategist is someone who's helping you. Strategize and move your way and journey through the live out loud system because there's a lot to do in our community. Um, in fact, people are here for years and years, and the strategist is kind of their guiding force. The coach is your what you're really wanting the coaching on. Like they're the ones that're gonna do you know analysis with you. They're the ones that can you know run numbers. They're the ones that can put marketing plans together with you. They're the ones that are truly going to get it done with you. So just wanted to qualify that because I know a few of you might be finding frustration. Well, my strategist isn't helping me enough. They're not supposed to do that. If you want that level of help, that's what our coaching program, our six-month coaching program is for, and our one-year Big Table Mentoring Program uh, is for. So that's where you get that level of help. Now, Don, let's go to the third slide, finding that form to follow, and we are on page 81 of the book, applying the book, finding the form to follow. You know, so many people uh, really I'm going to say, kind of tease me about this and said, oh, come on, Laurel, you make it such a big deal, like an entire chapter of a book about finding a model company. I mean, come on, this is a little absurd, isn't it? I mean, this is a lot of time to be spent on a little topic like that. Like, we should spend more money, I mean, more, well, money and time on other things. And I said, absolutely not. This chapter is so critical. In fact, I want you to put gold stars around chapter four. This is where the team mentoring. Somebody has done what you already want to do. Somebody has done what you have done. I mean, they have just been there. And I can just tell you, when I talk it with ease, and many of you at the Blitz said, man, Laurel, you, just, you have such ease in your conversation about stop paying off debt, stop focusing on debt, stop worrying about consumer debt, go make money. Like, I, I remember vividly, you know, a couple stood with me and said, you say that with such ease, and it is frightening for me. Well, the reason it's frightening for you is because you've not done it before. The reason it's not frightening for me is because I do it in my sleep. I know how to make money in my sleep. In fact, I do. Checks come my sleep. So why wouldn't you put somebody with experience that has already done exactly what you need to learn how to do on your team? Like, I think it is the, the absolute one of the top three mistakes is to not get a person or a model business to be side by side helping you so you i mean it's a, a lot of things one is they've already been there so they're not all stressed out and and worried or have any fear based psychology that things aren't going to work they know it's going to work they do it the other thing i mean so that so immediate speed because you don't have to figure things out somebody's already done it you don't have all the psychological and behavioral stress around the project um, you possibly could get funding if you get somebody on your side you could give some away for immediate risk reduction. Meaning, if you actually put somebody with experience on your team for equity, they're not going to let that thing fail because they're giving, they're taking equity because they want it to win. I did that with some laundry mats where we gave 10% ownership to somebody who knows exactly what to do. helped us figure it out. I mean, you say, well, Laurel, you are you. I know how to do business, but why would I waste a day figuring something out that I hadn't done before? That's how succinct we're talking about finding a model company. Like you are going to have risk. You're going to Reduce your risk. You're going to ensure greater success because you have somebody on the team that already knows what they're doing. And the other one, last you know, point I want to make about it is you're going to avoid costly errors. Believe me, those of us who have gone before you and doing all sorts of things around money and creativity and you know creating businesses, we've made very costly errors. I mean, I've spent millions of dollars of errors. And you don't know that it's like costing you that much money in the beginning which this is exactly one of the areas. Like, you won't know how much it cost you to go reinvent the wheel until you did it, and then you look back and you think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just spent all that money reinventing the wheel or reinventing a marketing system or reinventing a web system or reinventing uh, finding a contact with the people who could help me. Like That is so expensive, and believe me, I've done it. So I know where you could cut the greatest costs, especially what I call costly errors, when you really partner up and team up with those who have been before you. So let's go to the next one, getting the inside track. Again, somebody's done exactly what you want to do. So you say, well, how do I find them? Go out and Google. Go to MSN. I don't care what online search engine. Go find people online first. Then go to your uh, local yellow pages. Go to local chamber meetings. Like get out into the community and see who's already doing the business I'm doing. Who's already landscaping? Who's already catering? Who's already cleaning houses? Who's already tutoring? Who's already um, coaching? Who's already giving seminars? Who's already who's already doing what it is you know how, that that you want to do? And then start approaching them first. I mean, be their customer. I mean, I've been lots of people's customers to see the inside track, getting the inside track. And I'm not talking just the inside track. I'm talking inside track. Like, I've gone to work for companies for pathetic amounts of money. I mean, just pathetic amounts of little dollars to see the inside track. Like, you want to see their accounting system. How do they work um, their marketing? How do they work their inside track of their website? How do they sell? Become, like... It's so interesting when you know, people say, well, I don't like getting all these spam and marketing messages. Are you kidding? I love getting marketing messages. I, I purposely subscribe to very specific people's lists who are great writers, great copy editors, great sales editors. I want to see how they're going to pitch me. What, how are they going to sell me? What are they inviting me to do? How are they moving me to go buy something? I want to know what the language is. I want to know what the catch is. I want to know what the sales hook is. Um, you should be interested and intrigued about that. So even if you aren't a sales and marketing kind of specialist, boy, that's, I mean, somebody's already done and sold and bought exactly what you want to do. Get out and figure out what, what are they doing to create you as a customer. Now, some companies like Procter and & Gamble and, you know, the big, big ones, I mean, they're in a different league. We're not talking about them. Those are interesting. But I'm talking about the entrepreneur next door, right? Not the millionaire next door. The, that's a good title book, right? It's the entrepreneur next door to you. That's already in your community that commands the marketplace. Now, the, the lie that everyone tells themselves is, well, you know, Susie and John already have all the business in that area. Well, maybe Susie and John already have all the business in that area because they've only they've, they've been the only ones around in your neighborhood sustainably doing it. I um, See, I don't believe a lot of this business activity is about competition. I don't think it's about looking side to side. In fact, I don't look side to side. I look forward. What is it that you want to create? Because I really believe that if you do this with pure intention to create a legal and a service-based orientation to help other people, it isn't about side-to-side. It's about playing your best game for you. It's not about side-by-side competition. It's about what are they doing to create and what can you do to create and how can you all create because there's enough for everybody in this world. It is not about this competitive side-by-side look. So as we go to the next slide, right, let's go to slide five contacting a model company. Now, where we are inside the book is page 83. Um, And I get really specific here because a lot of you say, well, how do I make that initial communication with the company um, that you hope to model at the bottom of page 83? You should keep the following in mind. So establish the link immediately. So like, Who's the individuals that either referred you or referring you, or why are you talking to them, take them to lunch, have a conversation about that, you know, who's in the the uh, community, I just thought of a whole other one, go to your local bank, your banks know who, like you may have, you know, you haven't decided necessarily in your community which bank's going to get your business, or if you have, that's okay, you still want, I'd go into other local banks, every business has a bank account somewhere in the local community, and they can network you at some level. I mean, real estate agents know everybody. They can network you at some level. Somebody already knows who's got the hottest game in town, given the thing you want to do, or if the game even exists, or if the game's sort of lame. Um, <clears throat> but who's in town? Like, get, you got to get the link into the community. You've got to join your chambers. You've got to join your Rotary Clubs. You've got to join leads groups. You've got to join. For women, you can join NABO, the National Association for Women Business Owners. You can join E Women Network. You can join. I mean you got to, like, somebody's playing the game already. You've got to get in. Get linked in immediately. And some sort of, obviously, a referral link helps better. And the referral link means that, you know, Susie referred me, Fred referred me, uh, you know, Chet referred me, whoever referred you. But you've got it. that link helps. Ask if it's a good time to talk or set up a time. Explain why you are calling. Now, some of you say, oh, my gosh, explain why I'm, I'm calling. You know, you're looking to connect with them based on the success of their business and the desire to model your own business. Now, you're not saying, I'm going to be a competitor. I'm going to set up my shop next door. I'm going to do exactly what you're doing. Now, at some level, you may find that this might be a partner opportunity. Or like in my situation, you know, we went and found the guy who owns seven laundromats, has owned the most laundromats in the area that we bought, and then invited him to be a partner. Now we've got, we're part of the biggest game in town. So some of you say, oh, man, I do that and I have to have an attorney. Yeah, you will. And you know what? It's worth it. We're not talking about the casual $200 a month extra, you know, little extra cash machine. We're talking about a $208 a day minimum for a $50,000 extra in your pocket every year. This is a serious deal you're doing. now, I, And I know I've already run into several of you from different events that we just had. And I can promise you, you're not out enough yet. Like, you aren't, haven't found your model company or even started really marketing enough because you aren't out enough. You've got to get out of your home-based office. You've got to get out in your community. You got to let everybody know. I would challenge you, which I did challenge you last week. I'm gonna challenge you every week. You've got to talk to people. Um, in fact, last week I did challenge you to go make some money. So I'm curious, Don, and I'm we. Uh, I want you to get to be in the webinar and email in the amount of money that you've made. And it'd be fun, Don, to talk about that next week as you calculate that up. Let's every week from here on out. You know, Invite you to email in. I've made an extra $40 last week. I made an extra $200 last week. I made an extra $5,000 last week. So let's start calculating a weekly total of how much money everybody is making out there on this call. So I'm putting on here money per week, and we're going to tally that up. But you've got to get to the webinar line and off of just the teleseminar line and uh, let us know how much money you've made. So be very candid. Now, they may shut you down. They may be way more of a, what I call, low vibration and competitive plane. I'm not telling you any of my little secrets. So then just be an observer of them and get on to the next person. So you may find that some people are going to say no, some people don't want to share. And you know what? Move on. Do not let that be the hindrance to you getting, well, I talked to one person and, You know, they don't want to share with me. Well, so what? Then find five. This isn't about getting one and one and one. Come on. If you want money, you've got to get out and chase it a little bit. One of the things I'm going to let you know about this, though, and uh, I learned this from Proctor, who is one of my longest time mentors. Um, I don't know who said this, but I truly believe it. The amount of financial reward that you're going to be receiving coming to you is in direct proportion of the amount of outward service you're providing to the world. So if you're doing this because your ego needs the money, you're not going to make much money. If you're doing this because you're truly, genuinely, authentically in integrity providing service to the world, you will be rewarded financially in direct proportion of that. So you say, well, why is Bill Gates the wealthiest man in the world? Well, because he linked us together, whether you like Microsoft or not. He provided a communication tool that links the world to communicate globally for the first time in the history of the world. I think that was a little service provided, hence the wealthiest man in the world. So Warren Buffett, you just go down the food chain of the wealthiest people on the fortune you know, list and uh, kind of the world list and say, what kind of service you know, businesses do they own? What is it that they're providing? Because if you are doing this because it's all about you, we re-rack that game right away this is about what are you doing out that way which is why you've got to get out into your communities and provide value provide service what do people need you got to help you know another home be in a better place when you leave it if you're providing you know some sort of household you know service uh in your neighborhood
0: thanks for listening to the real money talks podcast your host has been laurel langmire author of five new york times bestsellers money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.